Welcome to part two of Cherry Picking Includes the Pits. Okay, the end of that year, 1837, uh, Bishop Edward Partridge and counselors officially defined tithing as 2% of the net worth of each Mormon after deducting debts. An 1838 revelation would define tithing as a donation of all surplus property at conversion and a tenth of annual income thereafter. Yes, I remember this. 2% at first, then it went to surplus, then 10%. But even after the 10% announcement, it was still, the the teaching was after, on, on your surplus, not on your, on your income, right? So if I'm bringing in $100 a month and I'm spending 100 a month, I didn't actually owe tithing because I had no surplus. Yeah, that, that, anyway, go ahead. And then it, it goes on by 1843, because God, you know, is kind of trying to figure this out. Yeah. Not sure right. what to do yet. So yeah. by 1843, the initial donation would be reduced to one-tenth of net worth. <laughs> okay, net worth. Who gets to decide what that is? Um, I, I don't know. I guess all your assets versus all your debts. Right. Well, and then if which, whatever that difference is in today's world, yeah. nobody would be paying tithing. Yeah, probably not. Um, no. Yeah, it's uh, look, God only had people. People are kind of hard on God uh, during the Joseph period sometimes. And I got to remind them, look, you know, God only had what, uh, 5000 years to figure this out before Joseph, something like that. Right. So. You got to give the guy a break, you know? I mean, uh, yeah, it's... Anyway. <laughs> okay, moving on. 1838. Uh, John Smith, an assistant counselor in the first presidency, reports the excommunication of dozens of dissenters in Kirtland. So that they not only lost a lot of members and then the safety society went under... Half of the quorum of the twelve left mm-hmm. during the Kirtland area. Uh, it, w- it wasn't such a good time. Mm-mm. So, okay, April twenty sixth, a revelation changes the official name of the church. Uh-oh. This time, this time. So this is the we're going to start third try now. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Okay, so they finally got it right. Isn't there one in between? Maybe it's after that that just changed it to the Church of Christ, wasn't there? Yeah, that was. Okay, I, sorry, I'm I jumping ahead. I, oh, no, I yeah. thought there was, no. and it, but it was earlier. Oh, right. Because right. obviously this is the final name yeah, that still yeah, holds yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, damn Mormons! Don't ever refer to me as a Mormon. Yeah, yeah, me either, actually, because I'm not. But uh... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Okay, 4th of July. Uh, in the July issue of the Elder's Journal, the prophet also writes, but we do not believe in setting the Negroes free. <laughs> That's just a random statement. Well, you can give them the priesthood, but you can't set them free. Let's Don't not go overboard. Free. Come on. Yeah. Okay, October 25th. Apostle David W. Patton is killed while leading Danites against the Missouri militia in the Battle of Crooked River. Apostle Parley P. Pratt kills a militiaman and wounds another who, while unconscious on the ground, 
is mutilated by enraged Danites. Hmm. Love thy neighbor. Yeah, mutilate. Yes, mutilation. Hate you. That 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 means mutilate, right? Do good to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the Greek translation. Right. Um, And then you're supposed to dismember the body and actually offer it to the priests uh, as a burnt offering. There's all sorts of stuff. We'll talk later, Dave. There's, you know. Great. Okay. Uh, April 22nd, Smith returns to his family who are now in Illinois and reportedly indicates his intention for his son, Joseph III, to be his successor as church president. Hmm. Hmm. All right. On the motion. Go ahead. Didn't happen. No. No. Yeah. Go ahead. Yep. Okay, August 15th, Smith preaches baptism for the dead at the funeral of Seymour Brunson. Hmm. So that's when that first started. I, you know, I don't know if he's just pulling this stuff out of his ass or. No, what? it goes all the way back to Moses. He was just pacing himself. Ah. Yeah, the yeah, Temple of Solomon, right. you know, the Temple of Solomon, right. they were doing the same full-blown ordinances mm-hmm. that Joseph taught. He just was pacing himself. You know, and, let's not, yeah. And in America, but they mm-hmm. just left it out of the Book of Mormon. That, that doesn't they matter. did. I mean, look, you got to remember, guys, when when he said that the Book of Mormon contains the fullness, the completeness of the gospel of Jesus Christ, eh, don't get too hung up on the word fullness. Come on. Well, it's you relative. Know. I mean, I, I can eat a yeah. meal and you can eat a meal and I'll say I'm full. Yeah. And you say you're full and we, we're we not exactly. Yeah, we may not have eaten the exact same amount. Yeah, let's might... not let's not get hung up on something like the fullness of the gospel. Look, the teaching, the temple teachings are not that big of a deal to your salvation. So, you know, Apparently it doesn't not. surprise me that they're not in the Book of Mormon. There anyway, go. go on. Okay, October 5th, on motion of John C. Bennett, the General Conference votes that no one be judged guilty of a crime unless proven by two or three witnesses. This was Bennett's way of shielding his own extramarital sexual activities with both females and males. Oh, oh, oh we had a, a Freddie Mercury slash David Bowie in the midst. Okay. <laughs> Was he also a singer? Because his music would have probably been damn good if he was... Right. Yeah. On the banjo, anyway. Okay, so uh, let's see. February 5th, under Smith's leadership, the Nauvoo Legion becomes the largest militia in the U.S. Because I remember God saying he would take care and protect his people. Yeah, that's right. And and that's how he's going to do it. He's going to let you create your own militia. He's not Mm -hmm. going to come down himself. He's got shit to do. And of course so, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be practical here. You're going to have to create your own militia. It's going to end up being the largest one in <laughs> in the United States, bigger than the federal militia. Yeah. That's Actually, the there was no federal militia back then, right? No. The federal militia was just a combination of all the state militias. Right. Yes, I mean, right. I think that was how the federal uh, went to war. Is all the anyway? I could be wrong. If there's a state historian out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, this is why the one reason they got in trouble. I don't know if Quinn talks about it. He might, 
the Fed goes to uh, Joseph is considered committing treason at that point because yeah. uh, creating a militia without approval from the federal government, not let alone one that's the largest one in the states. Yeah, that's uh, a no no. Yeah. It was the beginning of uh, some bad times for the church. Hmm. Uh, April 25th, a Mormon secret service in detecting thieves and etc. is founded. The thieves are former Danites. <laughs> <laughs> and we could go into the Danite thing. It's We don't have time to get into too many details, but they were a group that basically went out and, and killed the people that the church didn't like. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Essentially, that's yeah. about it. And mutilated their dead bodies. Yeah, Apparently. October 27th, Smith marries a woman polygamously who lives <laughs> with her legal husband. Yeah, polyandry. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's good stuff. This is the first of a dozen known cases of polyandry in Mormon history. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to jump into 1842. For the first time, an account of Smith's first vision is published. 22 years later. Yeah, it's like I said, you keep the best for last, yeah. right? Keep keep He's that smart. shit in reserve. Yeah. yeah, I think the man's got some measured yeah. discipline there going, mm-hmm. well, in some areas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> March, March 15th, Smith is initiated into Freemasonry and organizes the Masonic Lodge of Nauvoo. Interesting that you would need a Masonic Lodge and a temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, little I don't know what to say there. Okay, May 25th, three women testify that Assistant President John C. Bennett and Apostle William Smith taught them that Smith approved of spiritual wifery, uh-huh. wherein several men have sexual relations with the same woman. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds and, like a frat party. Are we still talking about the same thing? Or? Wait, wait. I, I, oh, I dropped... I've got okay. a different book in front of me now. What? Okay. Okay. July 2nd, the church newspaper, the, and this name, it just cracks me up. The Wasp. Yeah. <laughs> the Wasp. White Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Isn't that what that stands for? Uh, probably. Okay. I, we are Satan's people? Oh, come on now. Wait, I'm pushing it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so this paper publishes a phrenology chart. Of Joseph Smith's head. I've seen the picture uh-huh. and personality. The first trait that it shows from his head is am- amativeness, whatever fuck that is. Amativeness. Which, yeah. yeah, amativeness, which is extreme susceptibility and passionately fond of the company of other sex. <laughs> I'd uh, say so. Yeah. Yes. So now he's got an excuse. Hey, man. God built me this way. See, that's the phrenology, right. Phrenology chart. Uh, <laughs> he also well, knew I'd be a prophet, and so it would be okay. Yeah. So come it, on. Got yeah. it covered. July 15th, thousands of Nauvoo Mormon search. Oh, this one is okay. When I first opened up to this appendix, I randomly turned to this page, and this is the first entry that I read which gave me the idea that we should use this for a podcast. Yeah. This, this one is fucking nightmare. 
Thousands of Nauvoo Mormons search for Orson Pratt after discovering a suicide note. They find him distraught because Smith, according to Pratt's wife, had tried to seduce Pratt's wife, Sarah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that's that's yep. written about in other sources that, that he so was... Pratt's a, yeah, Pratt's a good buddy. Joseph uh, wants his wife, because why not? And uh, Pratt finds out, and he's like, I can imagine, man. Think about what yeah, he's, he's gonna going through. Himself. He's going to everything, everything that he's thinking. I was duped by this guy. He's a fraud. He's a he's fraternizing with my wife. And you know, Pratt did leave for a while, but yeah. somehow he came back. And had he not left, he would have been in line succession wise to be the next prophet, not Brigham Young. Mm -hmm. If we're going to follow that rule, because nobody knew what the hell to do which we'll, yeah. we'll find out here in a couple minutes. Okay, August 29th, Smith goes into hiding to avoid a second arrest. That's what I'd do. Yeah. Shit, run, man, run. Okay, yeah. no November 26th, Patriarch Hiram Smith appoints a man to spy on suspected polygamists. <laughs> Again, schizophrenia, <laughs> in order to accuse them before the Nauvoo High Council. By May 1843, Kimball and Joseph Smith's private secretary could call this a plot that is being laid to entrap the brethren of the secret priesthood. That's mm. what he calls it. The yeah. secret. I didn't know it was, I thought it was Melchizedek and Aaronic patriarchal. No, no. And, and, you know, look, I, there's, there's some sexual club, some private sex clubs out there too, that are secret. So, yeah. you know, let's just, let's, you know, let them be secret. I mean, sure. yeah. Okay, we're going to jump to 43. We're going to have to keep moving here. We yeah. won't get through this. Smith tells, and th this is just so random. It just, what? <laughs> Smith tells dinner guests at, of his confrontation with the Baptist minister in Kirtland. I whipped him till he begged. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, he'd had a few glasses of wine. Come on, give the guy a break. Another another statement on, on our friends, uh, the Canaanites. Had I anything to do with the Negro, th this again is Smith, I would confine them by strict law to their own species. Mm -hmm. Now they're a different species. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Okay. Brigham uh, was probably in the room making notes. I think he might have one. whispered it in his ear. Anyway. Maybe. February eighth, uh, talked with a brother and sister from Michigan who t thought that a prophet is always a prophet. But I told them a prophet was a prophet only when he was acting as such. So there's that famous. There's quote. where that starts. Yeah, the whole speaking as a man versus speaking as a prophet. And hey, look, guys, as a member of the church, if you don't know the difference, that's your problem. Okay, this next entry here might be the beginning of the, the teaching of blood atonement. March 5th. So we're in 1843. I was uh, Smith. Smith tells the city council, I was opposed to hanging even if a man killed another. I will shoot him or cut off his head, spill his blood on the ground. 
and let the smoke thereof ascend up unto God. That's that's from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And if I ever have the privilege of making a law of that subject, I will have it so. After Smith's death, Young would define blood atonement as the law of God. There you go. So maybe that is. So it was Joseph who started the the blood atonement thought, yeah, don't, potentially. Yeah. How could you even think of hanging the man? For Christ's sake, shoot him or cut off his fucking head. That's yeah, much more yeah. uh, sane and much, you know. What? Well, it's much more humane, you yeah, know. That's the word I was searching for. Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. It's not as, oh, all right. March 20th. James C. Brewster publishes his claim that as part of the 1836 Ohio treasure quest, presiding patriarch Joseph Smith Sr. anointed the mineral rods and seeing stones, so seer stones, with consecrated oil and prayed over them in the house of the Lord in Kirtland. So that's what makes him work so well, and he knew that secret. Mm. Yeah, he knew about lubricating things. Um, to make with, them work better. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. With rods. Yeah. Here we okay. go again with uh, Joseph getting his dates a little screwed up. Can't help it, poor guy. April 6th. Concerning the coming of Jesus Christ, <laughs> Smith affirms, there are those of the rising generation who shall not taste death till Christ comes. I prophesy in the name of the Lord God. Ooh. He put, okay. he put that in there. And let it be written. The Son mm-hmm. of Man will not come in the clouds of heaven until I'm 85 years old, which would be uh, 1890. So he didn't okay. get that memo either. What the hell? Hmm. I'm telling you. I mean, after the dove thing failed... Uh, he tried, or a pigeon, I mean, he tried, uh, sending the same message with 10 pigeons. Ah. Uh, and he also, yeah, anyway, that it it just didn't work. Um, yeah. Okay. So back to polygamy, because this just gets better and better. Presiding patriarch and associate president, Iram Smith, assures a citywide congregation that only the devil would give a revelation of proving wives and concubines. So I guess he thinks his brother's the devil now. Um, yeah. Well, look, uh, they were playing checkers the night before and Joseph <laughs> beat him like three times in a row. So yeah. Hiram was a little pissed. Revenge. Yeah. Joseph and Emma Smith are the first couple sealed in marriage for eternity. The previous month he had married as a polygamous wife, 17-year-old Lucy Walker, 16-year-old mm. Laura Ann Woodworth, and 14-year-old Helen Mar Kimball, who mm-hmm. later testified he had sexual relations with them before yeah. they were married. Before, yeah. Yep. Well, you know, I'm just priming the pump there. And <laughs> Are you still talking? Yeah, you're still talking about the same topic. Okay. Right. Okay. July 16th, uh, <laughs> Abraham O. Smoot would tell the Provo School of the Prophets in 1830, or damn it, 1868. So this is interesting, much, much later, that Hiram Smith used to say about prophecy itself if you hit once in 10 times, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> 
better than that in Vegas, for hell's sakes. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Wow. Just jumped right out. August 1st, Smith physically assaults the county assessor, for which this guy had a temper problem. Yeah. Yeah. Pleads guilty and pays a fine. Oh, he's a good guy. He's a good citizen. Mm -hmm. Smith, uh, 17th of December, September, Smith instructs the Sunday congregation that it is wrong to have men among women and women among men and segregates the congregation by gender. I never heard that before. Hmm. Uh, Maybe that's where the whole priesthood meeting, Relief Society meeting idea started. There you go. There you go. Literally two different meetings. Uh, Wow. Okay. Yeah. Look, if it's in his uh, if it's in his house after ten o'clock at night, there's no segregation. But uh, otherwise, yeah, you know. October nineteenth <laughs> tells Smith tells Secretary William Clayton not to worry about an upcoming birth from a polygamous union, assuring him that if it becomes necessary to excommunicate him, Smith will immediately reinstate him. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. (laughs) Smith needed to teach him whatever methods he was using to not have kids with these polygamous women, because I don't think he did, as far as we know. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. Well, he had his own kids, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. This is fun. Uh, December 1st, Smith's manuscript diary makes first mention of the Nauvoo Mansion's bar room. Joseph Smith III later reminisced that his father set up a fully stocked bar with Oren Porter Rockwell as bartender. Uh, Could you imagine that guy behind the bar? What do you have, you son of a bitch? (laughs) Those icy blue eyes of death. (laughs) I love this stuff. You'll have this whiskey or nothing. I'll have that whiskey, sir. You'll have the whiskey or my (laughs) (laughs) okay december 27th the church newspaper nauvoo neighbor advertises ale and beer from the nauvoo brewery so they had Mm -hmm. their own damn brewery yep of course yeah okay we got to jump to uh 1844 and you know i guess it's just going to be a little bit of a longer podcast but i feel like we should just try to zip through this real quick January, an English court acquits the first Mormon missionaries to accidentally drown a convert during baptism by immersion. <laughs> hey, 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 Elder, is he born again? Uh, no, he's dead. <laughs> I can't make this shit up, really. Uh, <laughs> so that's what born again looks like. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. At least they were acquainted, you know. Oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thereafter, it becomes Joseph's favorite way to get rid of a rival. Right. He'll baptize that guy. Exactly. <laughs> Hold him down. Book of, Mormon, <laughs> Book of Mormon Witness, Oliver Cowdery, is a charter member of the Methodist Church in his own town. Oh, huh. yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. 
this shit just gets better and better. Yeah, it does. Uh, oh. Joseph and Hiram publicly announced excommunication of an elder for teaching polygamy in Mi Michigan. We can practice it, but don't you preach it. Holy shit. Oh, oh wow. And this, uh, this one makes no sense in context of anything. I don't know what he had been drinking that night, but at a dinner party, Smith prophesied at the table that five years would not roll around before the company would all be able to live without cooking. <laughs> without cooking? Without cooking. <laughs> not without wow. eating, but without cooking. So do you remember when the uh, Nephites and that, they were out in the wilderness and well, they're on their way to Bountiful, and the Lord did prepare their meat that they had no need to cook it. Oh, right. I I thought this was Smith creating the idea of catering. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe that's... You see that? That connection there? Again, yeah. where he just... Creating this shit and then validating it in, in some other place or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, mm -hmm. what? Okay, so February 8th, as Chief Justice of Nauvoo, Smith finds two African Americans $25 for trying to marry white women. Hmm. Oh, okay, got to make money somehow. Yeah. Uh, by the way, on March 26th, so we're in 1844, I found this kind of interesting. The LDS population at that time is 26,000 worldwide. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what, to, that's 14 years. I that seems like quite a few people. Yeah, it is. Years. Yeah. So people are taken to it. Hmm. Uh, like flies to what? Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. April fifth, Hiram Smith declares Nauvoo's dedicates Nauvoo's Masonic Temple. So again, yeah, we've got to have them both. Uh, April sixth, First Counselor Rigdon tells General Conference. There are men standing in your midst that you can't do anything with them, but cut their throats and bury them. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that all yeah. about? Who said that? That's Rigdon. Rigdon. Wow. Sidney Rigdon. And he's the first counselor. Yeah. So apparently Joseph did start this. Rigdon picked it up. Brigham Young picked it up. Mm. And uh, we, we know where it goes later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, April 7th, uh, the famous King Follett Discourse. Uh, this is where Smith teaches God was once a man like us. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, which uh, Gordon B. Hinckley didn't know anything about and said, yeah. I don't think we, we don't teach that anymore. I don't yeah, think I don't think we teach that. I, yeah. I, the word, I don't know in that interview about 17 times. If I, yeah. If yeah, it's pretty impressive for a prophet of God to say, I don't know so much. Yeah, yeah at least he's honest. He does. Yeah. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. I don't know shit. He's look. like, wait a minute. Let me look at D. Michael Quinn's book. Let me look yeah. that up. Oh, yeah, I guess we do teach that. April 11th, Smith is anointed and ordained by the Council of 50 as king, priest, and ruler over Israel on earth. That got him in some hot water. Mm -hmm. Okay, April 28th, Hiram, Hiram Smith preaches that there were prophets before Adam. <laughs> On what planet? 
Yeah. According, according yeah. to Mormon theology itself, not not anything else, their own theology. How were their prophets before Adam? I it, some, it, that, some of this stuff is it's mind boggling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, May 12th, about 300 people attend a meeting at Will, William Law's Reformed Church in Nauvoo and listen to sermons against the spiritual wife doctrine. Okay, so that we're for it, we're against it. We practice it, but don't don't preach it. Okay, May 15th. Uh in a statement by Smith, when writing in the stage, okay, so I better read this right. The, t the Church 2 newspapers, Times and Seasons and Nauvoo Neighbor, published this statement by Smith about Robert D. Foster. Wait a minute. He's got that backwards. It's a statement from Foster about Smith. Anyway, writing it, oh. that's why it confused me. Writing in the stage, I have seen him put his hand in a woman's bosom and he lifted up her underclothes. This is in reference to one of many trips undertaken with Foster from 1840 to 43, with whom Smith maintained good fellowship until Foster joins Law's dissension group. So, yeah, little hanky-panky in the coach there. Yeah, does Quinn ever bring up that Joseph was wanted over several counties for fraternizing with married women? I, I There was that thing going on. I'm sure, I'm going sure on. it's in here. It has to be. I mean, because yeah. that's well documented. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, June 1st, Smith says, I drank a glass of beer at Moisier's. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then in his diary, he uh, he puts that at Moisier's grog shop, in oh. which Smith had condemned in a sermon on August 13th, 1843. So, you know, if, if enough time goes by, I forgot what I preached in that sermon. So I, I'm just going to go have a beer. Oh, anyway, the first and only issue of Williams Law's Nauvoo Expositor is published June 7th, 1844, with references mm. to the 1843 polygamy revelation and to Smith's 1844 ordination as king on earth. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was familiar with, not this king of Israel thing, but king on earth. Yep. Uh, you're liable to piss a few people off. Sure. Yeah, few. Like that. Uh, June 23rd, after 1 a.m., Smith tells Clayton to burn or bury the minutes of the Council of 50. Uh, why do we need to do that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. And a lot of people don't know that a council of 50 even existed. Yeah. yeah. And it that's was, a whole nother thing. Uh, important part of the church structure back then. June 27th, before leaving Carthage jail at 1.30 p.m., Stephen Markham listens as Smith says he's lost the spirit of God for disobedience. Oh, darn Honesty. it. Honesty. Yeah, yeah. Fucking around a lot, drinking beer and yeah. lifting up late dresses and <laughs> Here, here's here's an, an enlightening thing. We know about Sam, Samuel Smith, yeah. Joseph's brother, and we know he, he died, and we're told he died as a result of a cold that he caught running from Carthage. Mm -hmm. He was exposed and and then died later. 
July 30th, Samuel H. Smith dies from what is reported as bilious fever, but which his daughter and brother later described as poisoning by Hoshea Stout, ordered by Richards. Oh. Oh, that's an interesting little Why would there. they do that? Maybe they have a design for the succession after Joseph? Exactly. Because... Exactly, yeah. Okay, August 15th, Emma Smith says that secret things, secret things, cost Hiram and Joseph their lives. Secret mm. things. Secret things. November, uh, September 19th, Young begins marrying some of Smith's polygamous widows as his own wives. Ah, hell of a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, very considerate. Yeah. January 29th, it's 1845 now, the Quorum of Twelve votes to exempt apostles two general bishops and the Nauvoo Temple Committee from obligation to pay tithing. Of course. Oh, well, there you go. They're already doing God's work. I mean. Why should they have to pay tithing? Come on. W.W. Yeah. Phelps, uh, February 27th. Brigham Young has found out that we are in eternity. <laughs> what? The millennium huh? has now commenced. So that's, oh! that's where uh, Jehovah's Witness because they think we're in the millennium too, don't they? I don't Jehovah's, know. I think so. Jehovah's Do Witness. They? Okay, so this is the last thousand years, right? And we're okay. already we've been in it since at least eighteen forty-five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So now, now God. So we passed eighteen ninety. So Jesus did come again, well, but yeah, we but just he, didn't see him. I was busy. I you know I wasn't I was, here. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> okay, March 5th, Apostle Heber C. Kimball preached, some think we shall be driven from Nauvoo, but we're going to stay in Nauvoo and we shall build it up. Didn't happen. Good try, though. Okay, yeah. June 27th, on the anniversary of Joseph Smith's murder, the Quorum of the Twelve prays for God's vengeance on those who shed the prophet's blood. This is very important. Six mm. months later, this formal prayer, sometimes called an oath, of vengeance would become part of the endowment ceremony. That's right. Everybody who got their endowment after that period, you took that oath upon you as yep. part of the endowment that you would help uh, avenge the death of Joseph Smith. Okay. And, yeah. and Hiram. Joseph yep. and Hiram. Joseph yep. and Hiram. Yep. Okay, August 25th, Paul Orson Pratt and the New York Messenger against Mormons who are teaching that the mortal body of our martyred prophet and seer or of any other person was or is the special tabernacle of the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost is a spirit, mm -hmm. but, but we're taught that, you know, all spirits eventually gain bodies. Apparently, Joseph Smith was the body of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah. And that explains the mischievous, you know, uh, mischievity, whatever the word is. Um yeah, the Holy Ghost, he's a good guy, but he's a little mischievous. So that's, you know, the skirt lifting. I like that, I like that yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. October 8th, <laughs> Lucy Mack Smith is the first woman to speak at General Conference. This is this is just interesting. Church authorities do not invite another woman to a just conference for 143 years. Man, what the hell did she say? <laughs> wow. Oh Don't my God! Ever do that again? <laughs> <laughs> so 
So here, here we go with another alteration to the endowment. December 13th, Young, meaning Brigham Young, of course, adds Peter, James, and John to the cast of acted portion of the endowment ceremony. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that bit was added later. Okay. A little bit later. Yeah. December 21st, uh, Kimball and Taylor tell a temple audience about Smith's order in June 44 to destroy the endowment garment. Okay, and they acknowledge that he died without wearing his. He was not wearing his garment when he was murdered. Who Joseph? Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's why he, that that's why he died. His oh, garments died. didn't his garments didn't stop the lead balls of those guns coming in. Yeah. Check this out. So Heber C. Kimball and John Taylor tell a temple audience about Smith's order in June forty four. To destroy the endowment garment? Is this yeah. guy confused or what? I, I, I yeah, yeah. Whatever, man. Okay, eighteen forty. He's like, you know, Joseph didn't like him because, and that's why he wasn't yeah. wearing him at his death because he couldn't whip it out quick enough that's with right. the garments. That's it takes too long. Yeah, you know, Emma could walk in on me if I. Okay, anyway. Brigham Young. <laughs> Uh, Brigham Young also announces a thus saith the spirit revelation to allow dancing in the temple for faithful Mormons. Oh, oh cool. Very cool. Well, what he doesn't say there is it was special dancing. Yeah. yeah. I think they call it the vertical. What? It, it has <laughs> to do with destroying the temple garment. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Okay. December 13th, when a man is found to be a thief, Young tells bishops, he will be a thief no longer. Cut his throat. Throw him in the fucking river. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, you find a guy, he's, he's a thief. There's one way to keep him from doing that again. Cut his damn throat. Oh, and by the way, throw him in the river. Just make sure he's dead. Oh, my. This guy's a mean motherfucker. Yeah. Wow. 1847. Yeah. Young records his only canonized and officially published. God damn, I can't read. Officially published revelation. So uh, they really did dry up right after Joseph was gone. The revelation. Nobody had the imagination that Joseph had. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay. July 24th. Young enters the Salt Lake Valley with the rest of the Pioneer Company and officially decrees this the new Mormon headquarters. Among these pioneers are three plural wives and three black slaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Now you, you all know the story about how he walks down into the valley and puts his cane mm-hmm. to the ground and says, this is the spot where we're going to build the yeah. temple. Yeah. That's on this July 20th. Yeah. Yep. July 28th, Young selects the site of the Salt Lake Temple by using Oliver Cowdery's divining rod, not a cane. Oh. Get it straight. So he used a divining rod to discover the place, not put his staff on the ground. Well, that changes the story a little bit, but who cares about the facts? You know, staff, divining rod. You so know. The, uh, the LDS church in the news that you brought up, had to do with black people. So the last entry I'm going to read is from December 3rd, 1847. 
When informed that a black Mormon in Boston has married a white woman, Young tells the apostles he would have both killed if he could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. That, yeah, but look, look, God changes his mind, and we know that, and you just proved that through all those excerpts. So, you know. Wow. And again, I, I maybe, I don't think I even read a tenth of what he's got written there, and this is just one of the appendixes in his book. Mm-hmm. I've never th- seen anything so thorough. Now, I mean, you've got uh, Bushman, Richard Bushman, uh, Rough Stone Rolling. He was also a church historian, but it's it, uh, nothing is this extensive that I'm familiar with. So he had to have had access to uh, church records, um, obviously, to get yeah. this kind of information. Sure. I mean, you know, if Fon Brody was able to get it, a lot yeah. of it, lot, uh, I can see why. Now, you would think, you know, he burned the records of the Council of the 50s. So why didn't they just keep burning most of the shit that was recorded from back then. It's, because It's crazy, right? I mean, we have the story of Joseph Fielding Smith who kept the one of the original excerpts of Joseph writing down his first vision uh, in his safe for decades. And they only discovered it after his death. Right. Right. And, and, and it was damning because it doesn't, it mentions a completely different experience of the first vision than God, the father and Jesus, etc. And so, yeah, it does make you wonder, doesn't it? Rather than burning it, he hid it, which uh, what makes somebody do that? Right. That's interesting. You think you just burn it if it was damning. Right. Um, yeah. That, so, that's, that's yeah. an interesting behavior. They, uh, you know, people are, are going to um, leave the church or stay active based on a lot more than the history of the church itself. Uh, the mm-hmm. average member, I don't think, really gives a damn <laughs> about most of it. Yeah. They, we've already discussed this, but if you are going to pursue a, a course in finding out what it is you say you believe in, as you mentioned at the beginning, what are the roots? What's the foundation? Where did it actually come from? Mm. I think that would be pretty important. So we just helped you do some of that. Well, D. Michael yeah. did. That is, that is really important. And it's something the church doesn't want you to do um, because of some of the pits, so to speak, that you find even when you're attempting to cherry pick, right? There, there is no cherry picking the history of the church, and finding a bunch of good cherries. Uh, it is some terrible, horrific, surprising, shocking shit, some of which David just went over with, with D. Michael Quinn's book. And, and for shit's sake, man, I mean, can you just look at the, use common reasoning, as I was saying at the beginning, forget the whole idea of whatever, right, spirit, or, you know, just put that aside for a moment. Would a reasonable person read that history and say, oh, yeah, this is from God? (laughs) You know, I mean, fuck no. Nobody would say that. No. And so why we can't you cannot leave the history of the church behind when you're answering the question of is this organization, you know, a valid uh, byproduct of a of a God. Right. Um, It's just uh, 
oh man, obviously the, the, the chaos and the murder and the adultery and I mean, the sex and the, I mean, uh, that was going on in this organization, man. I mean, that is the roots of this church. And, don't, and uh, don't yeah, grog shop. I mean, that's my well. The grog part. shop is pivotal. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's because of their frequency at said shop that yes. uh, they were so confused about things and double talk yeah. so often. Yeah, the the grog that was being consumed. <laughs> Matt, we uh, we have to yeah uh, give it to you guys for being so patient we're at an hour and 22 minutes well you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna chop this in half and we're there gonna split go. it into two podcasts for you guys so you can listen to part one and part two um and this will have been part two at the end here and thank you guys like uh, dave said for hanging in there with us and uh, important stuff, you know, the history. I mean, we can talk and make fun and, and say all these things about different facets of the church. It, really, I think this is one of those crux topics of, look, all the other episode type stuff we've talked about aside for a moment. Again, this concept of setting things aside for a second. Um, the history of the organization. Critical topic, you know, critical to understand. And these things that people say for excuses, right? Including the brethren themselves, the leaders themselves. Um, oh, he was talking as a man. Or, oh, you can't trust this, you know, this was hearsay. Or, guys, that is only, that only works so much, you yeah. know? Yeah. And when you're looking at, you know, imagine this as a court hearing. When you look at the preponderance of evidence, just that again to david's point this is just tidbits guys this isn't by any means the full history of the church i'm I mean, aware on. of several other things that are a lot like what we just read that uh yeah. that mr quinn just probably for brevity's sake <laughs> yeah. as, if, as if he employed any of that uh uh he didn't include and yeah, and they, there's they just too much. Bad. Yeah, there's too yeah, much. I mean, there's the there's the history of the church as compiled by B.H. Roberts, which is seven volumes. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of history out there. These are just tidbits, guys. And, and you know, we were laughing about it, but you can't make this shit up. I mean, it <laughs> is just and the preponderance of evidence that this was an organization led by men, started by a man who had a great imagination and great charisma uh, an influence over some people, but was an adulterous, you know, sex addict, uh, and, and fraud. And come on, man, that's the, that's the prophet that's, mm -hmm. that you're proud of starting your religion praise to the man. I, I'm oh going to have to go with David Koresh on that one. <laughs> I, yeah. you know, seriously, as whacked out as Koresh and some of these other guys are, it would be almost easier to be a part of something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, seriously. Some of the shit uh, Koresh and others have done, um, nowhere near Joseph. Nope. Uh, and the shit that happened after Joseph died as well. So anyway, guys, thanks for bearing with us in this two parter. Thanks Dave for pulling all that stuff together. Oh yeah. Quinn. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. And, Go home uh, and have a nice slice of cherry pie. <laughs> <laughs> have some grog while you're at it. And remember, beer is okay in the word of wisdom.
All right, guys.